everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for tonight's edition of Love Thy Body. We're here with a special guest this evening. She is a painter who specializes in Afrofuturistic art. Uh, she makes beautiful images and uh, merchandise where she depicts African kings and queens and goddesses, beautiful animals, uh, and amazing color palettes. Uh, she'll be here today to tell us a little bit about uh, mental health and how she developed her style as an artist. You will join me in welcoming Kelly Free Spirit Johnson. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? I am lovely. Mm, great. So, tell me why you started making body positive artwork. Artwork. I think that it is important for us to feel good about ourselves and not to be so critical of you know, the vessels that we have been blessed with, our bodies help us do so much. And they are so much more than um, sexy, like they're useful and they're beautiful. And I love being able to, you know, paint women with big, you know, big hips or, you know, small, small lips. I like to have women of all different shapes and sizes. Tell me like um, what were some of your earliest memories about body image? I was a skinny girl. I was really skinny and had glasses so I was really nerdy so I was just like really awkward. I never really felt comfortable in my body just because my body wasn't the body that was being celebrated. So I remember stuffing my bra for years. I stuffed my bra for years. I used to put in this, um, it was like, it was like kind of like cotton ball material. Um, but I used to fill my bra with it and it just made me feel so much better. And I remember one day I was, <laughs> I was trying on clothes with my mom at like JCPenney outlet or something like that. And she was like, what's in your bra? I was like, nothing. And then they fell out or she took them out or something. And I was just like, oh, man. In the store. Yeah, I, I think I also remember being teased for not having breasts. Really? Yeah, so I always kind of like wanted to have this like full figure. And it wasn't until, I think I started running track in middle school that I was okay with however my body was. Like, I was like, this is what I have. And, um, you know, pu puberty hit and I definitely was able to get, you know, all those lovely things. But before then it was, it was difficult being a, a really skinny, awkward girl. I definitely get that. Uh, yeah, I think my struggle is a little different. Growing up here, we I grew up in an all-black area, 
tall black neighborhood. So I already had a small frame. And then not having like siblings. <clears throat> and my last name being Whitehead. Uh, people always thought they could come from me. So sort of between my size and then my complexion, there was always something that somebody would say to me about how I looked or but I was always an athletic kid, so there was always this um, level of I liked myself, but I couldn't understand why other people had issues. So much to say about me. Mm. You know? um, what were, how were some of those early thoughts and feelings and influences? How did that spill over into your artwork? Hmm. Or did it show itself in the artwork? Did yeah, I um, I never really, drew, I never really drew like skinny girls. I I kind of always just drew like women who had like full breasts and full hips because that was what was celebrated, you know. Um, I think that. You know, my art definitely depicts a certain kind of woman. I want to be more inclusive as far as like the type of women that I do paint, but it is a certain kind of woman, you know what I mean? And uh, trying to stick to that can be difficult because you wanna express yourself in a lot of different ways. I don't think I've ever like just painted or drawn just like a regular girl just like with a flat chest and just like just a skinny girl you know but I'm open to it I've, I've never really thought about that it's a really interesting question so how has if in any way life drawing affected your style and skill set have you done much I, of that or do you I haven't I haven't done a lot of life drawing I know that there are a lot of places where um I can go and, and paint and draw live models. And this is all stuff I need to do. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're asking me these questions because um, I think it's important to understand and love your body however it comes, you know, whether you have a pooch or whether you have stretch marks or burn marks or scars, eyebrows, no eyebrows. Like, I think it's really cool that everyone has their own unique fingerprint and you also have your own unique body. So I, I need to spend more time exploring that because I don't want to celebrate one type. I want to celebrate all types. So I'm, I'm definitely going to look more into um, going into to like different shows and venues where I can paint live models because it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. So pretty much uh, all of your concepts are based on um, things that you saw in your mind. And yes. You don't do much of stuff where you're commissioned or to draw right with that. right right a lot of the work that i draw is based on um my body now okay or um you know the feel the full figured you know woman with the big breasts and she's got maybe not big but just like proportionate and she's just She's just statuesque, you know, if you looked over and you saw 
a beautiful like Egyptian statue. She would be, you know, elegant and she would have these curves that are like round and like sleek. So I think that that is the archetype that I use for, for most of my art. Um, and as much as I do want to celebrate other bodies, I also want to celebrate my body. And my body is pretty proportionate as far as, you know, how the curves go and my breasts and my butt and my hips. Like, I like where I'm at right now. I do want to tone up. I want to tone up. I want to lose maybe about 15, lift up the butt a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I like my body and I like using my body as uh, an archetype. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, um, this show is actually based off of a workshop that I created. And one of the things that I found in the workshop and through creating my first uh, photo coffee table book is everybody in the thing. No matter what your body type is, no matter how pretty or how beautiful you make you look, everybody has a thing. You know, it could be only photographing from this side because I only like the way I smile from this side. Right. To don't look at my toes or right. Um, you know, I feel like I'm way over or I'm too skinny. Yeah. Dark. I'm too light. Everybody has something um, that they feel like they need to work on or or just like things they're that they're happy. aware of right so i definitely under you know like to let people know that you know it's okay to not like something or like you need to adjust something and to know that that's normal because um, it's uh especially in my art world and the entertainment world we are sort of the facilitators of messaging. True. But I also get that, especially as like an artist, because I wish I could do what you do, but I'm not that good. So I, I understand that um, there are certain uh, body types or repetitions that the hand learns. Mm, okay, that's a good way of thinking about it. Come comfortable with doing this uh, set of movements or building portions a certain way. My granny's in here now. <laughs> I'm going to go to the living room, okay? Hey, granny. You're making images of beautiful, powerful, curvy, black and brown. Um, I'm curious, what were some of the conversations that you were hearing, seeing, having when you were growing up and through your teenagers? How were y'all saying the body? What were, what were those conversations? Wow. those conversations were not really like had at all. I, I don't ever remember even having a sex talk with my mom. Um, the only thing that I remember her really telling me about my body was, you know, not to get pregnant. When I was in school, you know, in high school and stuff like that, she was just like, don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant. So I didn't really understand anything about my body or 
like you know the sacred yoni i didn't i didn't really understand the power that i had i did i was not i didn't have any conversations about um how to conduct myself how to make sure that i'm safe how to please myself i think that in a lot of african-american households there is a lot of miseducation and shame around the female body um and just around understanding you know what you represent and your curves and uh you know your sacred yoni you know there's not really those i, I didn't have those conversations so without that like support system, you know what I'm saying? Without that education, I just had to figure out my own relationship with my body, with how I see other black women. And I thought it was really important to celebrate us, to see us in powerful images, to celebrate how different we are, how complex we are, and um, to break this stereotype that we are all, you know, angry or that Black women don't take care of themselves or, you know, how, how society puts this stigma on, on Black women and our bodies, you know, this big booty monkey. And it's like, you know, we're, we're so much more than that. So I'm really grateful that I have the opportunity to use my artwork kind of like as protest against uh, a society that doesn't really understand us or want to educate us or how powerful our bodies are as black women, you know. What would you say is one of the tilt up a little bit, actually. Yeah. Um what would you say are some of the messages were fed versus some of the messages you would want to see more of? there's this fascination with our physical abilities you know uh strength they're so strong even black women you know black men they want to see strong black men you know even as far as like sexuality goes you know the strong black man is a fetish without even really understanding him as an individual knowing that he's strong and he has these muscles and he has the most incredible body on earth like the strength is very important i think that to show strength um you you need strength to move in this day-to-day -day in a society but then also like i'm a lot more things than just strong you know i'm i'm i, I can be soft i can be delicate i can be compassionate I can be understanding I can be so much more than this strong angry defensive you know cracked out however you know however the media chooses to put black women um we're so much more than that and I love being able to it's like as an artist we have the ability to create new stories and it's like i'm a storyteller and i get to create from a very authentic part of my soul and how i feel about black women we, we're so much more than just strong and ignorant like we're soft we are mothers we are daughters we are people you know
Beautifully put. Thank you. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, it's interesting because we're sort of looking at, or our work sort of symbolizes uh, two sides of the coin because in a lot of ways, I wanted to show off the different abilities and textures ways we use our body. That was like the entire point of, or a big point of why I shot uh, my body of work the way I did initially. To show off lighting, to show off classical technique, sculpture, a non-sexualized, beautiful form. Yes. Regardless of what their shape was, you know, there was an idealized or a beautiful form that should be celebrated, which is what every person. Um, so I think it's interesting to hear the psychological aspect as well thoughtfulness that should be brought to the intent and the feeling. Mm -hmm. Intention intention is important. You know, why why you're doing what you're doing is good to be understood on lots of different levels. And uh, to understand the psychology of something is to really break down the root of where it starts, you know, uh, and where it's going. So black women, we, we're really awesome. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful to be a black woman. I'm, I'm grateful to be an inspiration to black women. So I, it's, it's, it's a responsibility that I don't take lightly, you know, and, um, learning how to do more things for my body like as far as like self-love I think that is important I think that has really changed as we're talking about bodies and intention let's talk about mental health a little bit um how does that all play a role in your work how do you see the the physical, spiritual. They are definitely very linked. You know, um, whatever is in the physical, whatever is in the spiritual will manifest in the physical. So, um, it's very important for us to take care of our mental. If our mental health is not together, nothing else, nothing, nothing else will, will be what it is supposed to be. If you're not thinking clearly, if you aren't, you know, cleaning your, if you, okay, so you need to clean your space. That's one thing a lot of people need to learn how to do is to clean their space thoroughly. If your space is not clean, your mind will not be able to uh, welcome in new ideas. So with a clean space, you have a clear mind. 
So with a clear mind, you know, in a clean space, you're, you're able to uh, be in tune with your spirit. Your cleaning, cleaning is like cleansing. It's like protection against evil, you know? So I'm very adamant about my spiritual baths. I'm going to take one tonight. I try and take a spiritual bath um, every other day with herbs and oils and all that good stuff. And that is a part of my self-love strategy, which is, um, which helps keep my mental clean and clear and fresh. It's, it's relaxing. A lot of, a lot of us don't know how to relax. Mm -hmm. That could be a huge uh, obstacle as far as what we want to do. And getting a handle on our mental health is learning just how to chill. You know, how to chill. Don't you wish you could sleep on clouds? Well, now you can with Art of Skywind's decor collection. Imagine diving into a warm, soft bed covered in beautiful heavenly clouds captured just for you by the sky himself. Well, go to artofskywind.com and get yours so you can sleep from cloud nine to 69. What's the end feeling you would like someone who is looking at your art or purchasing your art to feel? What's the end feeling? Oh, I, 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 I would hope that my artwork unlocks a part of their brain. It helps them remember who they are it helps them think more creatively to think like the wind you know not to think so robotic because a lot of times when we get into a routine of how we do things wake up go to work go to gym eat sleep wake up you know go to gym go to work eat sleep and when someone sees my artwork I hope that it pulls them out of this like routine, this day-to-day -day, uh, monolithic thought of how life is supposed to be. I, I hope that my artwork heals people and allows them to see what is actually going on in the physical, uh, in the spiritual world. So my goal is to heal, heal people and to unlock, uh, greatness to unlock creativity how has uh painting and art been therapeutic for you and your personal journey wow i don't know where i would be if i didn't have art if i didn't have art i would not be who i am today that's for sure it, it, it helps in so many different ways it helps Creating art is meditation. You know, everything is a ritual, setting up the water, setting up the paints. Um, I have to have a clean space. I have to either listen to really good music or have a, a show on that I'm watching that is really good. Binge watching shows while I'm painting is, is really awesome. Helps me to relax and just unwind. Um, you know, create, creatives and mental health, That, that those two things are... Uh, are almost synonymous. Like, I don't think I've met a creative who didn't experience a period of depression, who doesn't suffer with like self-doubt or just like 
the way that they see themselves isn't overcritical. Like I meet so many creatives and I see so much of my own mental struggles in them, you know, anxiety, all these different things. And it's, it's almost like as a creative, sometimes you can have all these ideas or you can have this burst of energy and that burst of energy can take you to a lot of different places. It can take you to anxiety. It can take you to mania. It could take you to paranoia. It could take you to depression. But with art and with my painting and just everything that I've been able to deal with as far as, you know, uh, some of the things I've suffered with myself, my own traumas, I've been able to work through them and I've been able to quiet my mind through painting. And it is, it is such a wonderful gift. It's so therapeutic on so many different levels. Have you ever experienced a moment of euphoria or breakthrough while you were painting? All the time. Yeah. How do you get to that place? Great question. Um, well, you have to understand your connection to the universe um, and you have to be, um, you have to study yourself and you have to study how you feel and you have to get in tune with uh, making sure that you are doing those things that make you feel good. And once you learn how to intentionally do those things that make you feel good, painting and having that relationship with yourself and having that relationship with the universe and your ancestors and your spirit guides, it helps you understand that we are only here for a short amount of time. And in that short amount of time, you can either beat yourself up, you can, you know, judge yourself or you, 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 could, you could do a whole bunch of other things or you could line yourself up with who you really are, who your soul is. And sometimes, a, a, a lot of times, it's, it's uncomfortable because it's like, it's like you close one door and then you go through another one. So you, you beat this demon, you're on the next level of the, of the video game and you gotta beat another demon, you know? And it's harder. Yeah. It gets harder and harder, and sometimes you fall down harder, and it's hard to get back up. So it is definitely um, you have to you have to be courageous enough to look at yourself and look at your life on every level, and the good, the bad. Just you have to be able to sit with everything and stick to something. Stick to don't start something and not finish because if you start something and not finish, then it it, it depletes your self-esteem it depletes your self-confidence you know you could be such you could be so talented you could be so loving but everything that you do you don't finish so it when you don't finish you beat yourself up you're like oh man you know it so there are a lot of different things that are a part of you know creating and and and, and finding that you know euphoria and, and experiencing that awakening and we just really have to be honest with ourselves about what is bothering us, what's keeping us back, what is really helping us, what's, what's actually healthy for us. And once we can relax and have that understanding, 
that we we do have some control, but then we're not in control. Like you you literally have to surrender control. But but you have to be controlled to surrender. It's the life life is life is life is really interesting. It's like as a creative, the more discipline you have, the more more awakened you will be. The more strategic you are, the more awakened and euphoria you can feel. Because if you are creative and you are not disciplined, you will not understand how far your gift can take you. You know, you can look around at other creatives and be like, damn, that art is not that great, but they have this following, but they have this, but they have that. It's because they have continuously worked hard, no matter how they're feeling. You know, you get out of bed and you just make sure that how you feel is important. You put that first. There was so much in there. Um, yeah, there was so much in there. I think the, the thing that I want to pull out is as you're in this moment of euphoria, you know, that's sort of a blissful drug that you don't live in, right? Because you come back down, you come to the depressive spell, you come to the, I need to figure it out. You come to the, I'm out of materials, and all this life is getting me down, whatever's going on. What um, conversations or feelings do you have to have with yourself because you said earlier, often you're doing self-portraits or at least images based off of yourself. How do you deal with the ups and downs and the moods and how does that play with your, your physical self as well yes. as your- Oh, it, 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 is, it is definitely a dance that I have. I think just now I've really understood that dance and just like you said you know having that moderation having the ability to go from one it's it's it is it is really number one it's challenging but then also it's, it's a lot of fun but as a creative you are kind of pulling yourself in and out of a trance-like state right so okay boom I'm in this state where I'm I'm connected to everything I, I feel amazing right and then, boom, you take yourself out. And it, 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 you're just doing it over and over again, where you're going into the fantasy, and then you're going into reality, and you're going into fantasy. This is where grounding yourself really helps, like being in tune with nature, um, meditation, making sure that you have healthy people around you. Or even if you don't have healthy people around you, make sure that you are making sure that you live a healthy lifestyle, you know? And, and, and being honest with yourself, like the journaling, journal, talk it out, talk through, talk through whatever you're going through and don't dip too much. Don't dip too much in the spiritual and not enough in the physical. Don't dip too much in the physical and not enough in the spiritual. So it's, so it's definitely a yin and yang that needs to happen because I know so many artists that live in that trance-like state. They live in that high spiritual state and you talk to them, and it's almost like they're not even there with you. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, that's cool. I entirely agree. I think I split my time between that level and here. 
Yeah. I've found moments where I'm out and I'm not. I don't think that that's necessarily where I am is in a creative place and I'm literally writing or creating or building something, but I noticed that I'm very detached from what's happening around me in front of me. Or I'm on the other side. Too attached. Too attached, way in the middle, right in the center of the party. Right. So one of the things that's tough for me, or I call them reality check moments, is when I've posed as a model uh, new, one, to remember how it feels to be on camera, the the feeling of the talent, but also um, as a photographer, it gives you a little bit of a background into what they're feeling, what they're thinking, mm. how it better, how it moves better. Hmm. but I imagine the same way I feel or anyone would feel self-conscious do you deal with self-consciousness when you're painting or looking mm-hmm. at yourself because I can imagine or one would imagine that like if you don't like the image that you're you're making is it right collective in that yes or yeah what's talk through that process so so the creative process is really interesting I think the times when I feel the most self-conscious is in between artwork um I love having something to focus on I love knowing hey I'm gonna set up my paint and I'm gonna work on this right but I do find myself um being more self-conscious in between artwork that I'm doing because it's like I don't know I've got all this energy. I don't have a direct place to put it. So I may, during that time in between artwork, I have to really be aware of what's going on around me and just making sure I'm grounding myself because I could start drinking more or I could start, you know, partying more. or I could start just scrolling on Instagram more or just doing things that aren't helping my art, you know? Mm-hmm. So if there isn't any time where I feel, you know, self-conscious, it's definitely... Um, Starting artwork, you know, finishing artwork, I love. I love finishing work. It, it's, it, is, it is the greatest thrill ever. But working up until I see a painting that I actually like, like I might have to spend like three, four, five, six hours on a painting before I'm like, okay, now I see where this is going. Okay, I can relax, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's definitely... It's definitely a balance, you know, making sure that you keep yourself in this, like, positive state of mind. But also, I'm really critical of myself, too. So I have to make sure that I'm not letting my attention to details keep me back. Because it can happen. It can definitely happen. Okay. That's how we get that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think... um creatives that no matter what path you're on uh, as far as your medium you kind of feel the same sort of insecurities uh, which is natural highs and lows and wins you know you, you right, right. When, you, when you got through one um, 
on the production side, it definitely feels like that. It's like once you once you wrapped, there's nothing better than wrapping. Mm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. fine, and never having to think about that race again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely appreciative of all this energy that you're giving me. Oh, of course, I'm pre- I'm appreciative of you and this platform, and you're just so chill. You're just so motherfucking cool, man. I could talk to you if I ain't have shit to do. We, hey, listen, we be right here. Yeah. If I'm if I if I'm divine feminine, you are divine masculine, and it's uh, we could we could yes we could we could swirl on this beautiful magical cloud forever. So uh, I'm I'm grateful. Yeah. You you have a you 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 have a um a lot of men do not have what you have, and it is ego can be good sometimes. But then also ego and your inability to face your emotions will have you in a state of defensiveness. It will not allow you to be able to be a good conversationalist. And you, my friend, are... You are like a slow burn. You're like you're like you're like those little cackles. Those little once the fire, you know, the fire has a nice little slow burn. You're just you know, you're not bothering nobody. You're just very chill. So and I love your work. Oh my goodness. I love all of your photography. I love how you have merchandised your work. I I remember meeting you and I will always remember your spirit, just like very smooth, very relaxed, just a nice, humble guy. So I'm sending you so much love. I'm sending you so many blessings. And we could definitely make this a regular theme, you know? Thank you so much. I appreciate all that edification. Yeah. Very humbling and flattering. I'm just doing the best I can what I can do. You're doing a great job. With that, I'm going to hit you with this last segment. It's a association. Okay. Um, now, how many questions are in this segment? Oh, it's quick. No, it's like, I'm going to say a word or oh, okay. phrase. <laughs> the, first, the first topic your head answer. Okay. Okay. I call this uh, the body commandments. Okay. So, mm-hmm. thy body would rather be warm or cold warm my favorite physical attribute of thy body is of my body hmm i love my eyes did you find those hard to draw eyes no Hands, hands are the hardest thing to draw for me on the on the on the human body. Hands are always. I hate it. I hate hands. Uh, something pleasurable against thy body is something pleasurable. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. Silk. Silk feels good next to the body. I wear a lot of silk stuff when I'm around the house. I should give thy body more of 
Tea. I like tea. Thy favorites, thy body's favorite snack is? Fruits. The most amazing thing I can do with my body is? Help heal other bodies. That's not enough. It's too many words. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thy body feels safe when? I am relaxed. Thy body is craving? Bonfire. Yes. Miss Bonfire. What a dance around the fire. Miss Bonfire. <laughs> and blank makes thy body feel sexy. Ooh. Eye contact. Eye contact. Yes. Well, there you have it. Those are <laughs> body commandments. Okay. Thanks so much for uh, spending a little bit of time with us and hanging out and doing our show. My pleasure. My pleasure. Let everyone know where they can find you, what you got coming up, and what to look for. Okay, so my name is Kelly Free Spirit. With this whole fucking coronavirus shit, I don't know when I, I have I had some shows lined up, but obviously, you know, whatever. I had a digital show uh, the other day that was pretty cool. I saw my art in an art gallery for the first time. That was like online. Um, but you can find me at Kelly Free Spirit on Instagram three 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 Kelly Free Spirit three three three. And um, my Twitter is the artist one 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 four ones. On Facebook, my Facebook page is Free Spirit Slim. And on TikTok, I am also Kelly Free Spirit three three three. And she's been going ham on TikTok. I have been going ham. Do you, you don't follow me on TikTok? Do you? I've been seeing them as you've been posting them. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're so much fun. I got to make some today. I'm trying to make like at least three a day. Yeah, I'm doing enough already. I'll get to those soon. I feel you. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to tonight's edition of Love Thy Body. I hope Kelly's story has helped and inspired you and taught you few ways that you can love your body a little better, take care of your mental health, and work on a new skill. Become an artist or try something new that you're going to try before. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, and leave some comments, show us some love, and uh, talk to you soon. this episode get you all hot and violent and wanting more well make sure you subscribe to our patreon for 
all the juicy exclusive content that'll have you loving your body all day and all night long. That's patreon.com forward slash love thy body. See you there.